Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend, along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew. I am, of course, William Ramo. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Hey, Will. What's up, man? How you doing, Mac? Good to good to have you on the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, as usual. My pleasure. So, again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the show. Uh, we're gonna talk about various different topics. We're going to give our Hell in the Cell, uh, you know, our thoughts about the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view event and the controversy surrounding that pay-per-view event. Uh, We're also going to talk about the latest with the Mets uh, and the the Yankees and, of course, uh, Giants and Jets and a little NBA rumor news surrounding the the Knicks and the Nets. Um, But most importantly... The number is uh, 917-388-4189. Again, the number is 917-388-4189. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. You are always welcome to. But with that said, um, uh, let's dive into, um, you know, the Yankees. You know, the Yankees, uh, they've been playing well. You know, lately they, they took, uh, you know, they, they won the series against the Red Sox. Unfortunately, uh, uh, you know, for the Yankees, uh, the Red Sox uh, finally, you know, did what everybody expected them to do. And, you know, that was to clinch, um, you, know, the, you know, the division, you know, at Yankee Stadium. And, uh, of course, you know, in Yankee, typical Yankee fashion, the Yankees uh, bounced back and won by the final score of uh, ten to eight. So, what's your thoughts on uh, this past week with the Yankees? Uh, I thought it was a very good week. I mean, they uh, they didn't sweep the Red Sox, unfortunately. Uh, you know, as every Yankee fan wanted to do, but they took two out of three. Although the Red Sox won that um, final game of that series to clinch. Um, division, you know, and celebrate on our field. Uh, that was the only downer. But other than that, I mean, they've been playing good this week. Um, you know, they won the game tonight against the Orioles. So they're trying to, you know, have home home field advantage in that wild card game uh, against the A's. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and you got guys now that have come back from the DL. Aaron Judge is back. He's activated early this week. Chapman is back, although he looked shaky in his uh, first game back. Um, so now the Yankees are complete. You know, now they have the team that they had, um, you know, in the, in June when they were winning all those games. So, you know, hopefully now as uh, they enter the postseason, you know, they can get back on track again and do some damage. You know, they've already set, like, I think, a team record for, like, 200, uh, over 245 home runs. And they have like mm-hmm. ten guys with ten plus home runs in the season or something like that. So 
uh, and Major League Record. Yeah, Major League Record. So, you know, these guys can do damage, you know, when they're on. So, but it's all going to come down to the postseason. That's what they're going to be judged by, you know. Hence the title of your show yeah, tonight. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's correct. <laughs> but we'll see, man. It's uh, you know, right now, you know, uh, season's over, almost over. So uh, yeah, I mean, right now, the Yankees just have to keep winning, keep pace with the Oakland A's who haven't been losing. Uh, so hopefully, they'll have that home field advantage in that wild card game. Uh yeah, I mean you, you hit it right on the head. Um, you know um you know the Yankees are doing well. They're a 94 win team, and um, you know they're 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 playing well. I mean they they haven't you know over collectively the second half they haven't been playing as dominant as they were before. But they, I mean they they won they won you know they won the series with the Red Sox. You know, but they they weren't able to win that last game to put the broom on them. And to avoid, uh, you know, the celebration. Yeah. But you know they bounce back with the the Orioles, and you know as of right now they have like a, a two game lead, you know, up on the A's. Yeah. So you uh-huh. know, you know the Yankees are doing well, you know. But uh, like you hinted at, you know Yankees aren't uh, the 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 players aren't paid the, the multi million dollar contracts for doing well in September. You know they're they're getting paid for for their performances in October, so the 246 home runs coming into the, today, um, it's a it's an impressive number, you know, for the you know for anybody, especially even the especially the Yankees, you know, um, yeah. but you know they're they're getting paid you know for what they do in October. The guys get into Reggie Jackson mode and try to bring the title back first title since 09 and when you think about it uh the yankees you know you know um after 2000 with the exception of course 2009 you know the yankees you know they've had a lot of star players with big bucks but when they get to the postseason uh especially uh going back like with soriano and and um you know a-rod prior to the 09 season, a lot of those guys, you know, they, they struck out a lot in the, in the postseason, you know, and I think that's what some, some Yankee fans are thinking that if they don't get their acts together, you know, if they don't put, if they don't, if they're not firing on all cylinders, you know, the Yankees could, could get eliminated, you know, eventually in this uh, series. I don't think they, I don't think they'll lose to the A's, but, but then again, you know, the Yankees, they got to they gotta hit, you know, they have to hit, you know, on the clutch and not just go, you know, go yard all the time. I mean, it helps. But you can't yeah. always count on you know, a team going, you know, deep, especially in October, because you're going to be facing quality pitching here on out. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's true, you know. You have to play small ball. Although the last several years in the World Series, we've seen some really, you know, um, pitchers haven't looked good in the World Series the last series, especially last year with all those home runs in that Dodger Astro series. Was, that was like home run derby, mm-hmm. you know. But that's not yep. reflective of how you know these players are actually going to perform, you know, in some of these postseason series where you're going to have a lot of these hitters, you know, striking out a lot against good pitching. So 
Yeah, I mean, Yankee, Yankees definitely, they, you know, they, you know, we saw it in the ALCS last year where, you know, in some games against Astros where they couldn't hit, especially when they mm-hmm. played at Astros Stadium. So hopefully they could, you know, not rely on the long ball so much and and play some small ball. Absolutely. So are you are you a little, you know, as a result of that, are you a little bit worried, you know, the Yankees might, you know, not they might not live up to the hype? Um, somewhat, somewhat, but, you know, it's, I'm always optimistic, uh, you know, always thinking that they're going to win anyway, you know, but, you know, there's a little, uh, you know, part of me that thinks that, you know, yeah, they could get tight during the postseason or they can face good hitting and, you know, not, you know, rely on the home run too much, you know, but these guys, this team has so, they have so much good hitters right now. I mean, they have... Luke Voigt, who just came out of nowhere, guy is looking like mm-hmm. Shane Spencer 2.0, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they have too good, they have too many good hitters to not do well in the postseason. I hope they do well, but you know, the postseason is a crapshoot. You never know what happens. So you know, it's left to be seen, I guess. That that's that's a good point and uh, very transparent of you to. You know, to say that you do have some reservations, but of course, you know, being a diehard Yankee fan, you know, you do believe in this, you know, uh, this team and this organization to put you, you know, the team in the right position to win. So yeah. I appreciate your your honesty as always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, flipping flipping to the other side of the coin, or in this case, the other side of town, the Mets. You know, they're going in opposite directions than the Yankees. Stop me if you heard that before in a regular <laughs> season. But um you know the 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 Mets, you know, they are, I, you know, I've, as you all know after starting out 11 and 1, you know, it's gone downhill ever since then. But the only saving grace that the Mets have had all year uh you know with this uh, with the exception of uh Jeff McNeil um, you know, performing out of nowhere, Conforto bouncing back, you know, you know, he's this close to having a 30, 30, uh, 30 home run season, which would be the first of his career. Um, he hit his, uh, he hit a home run, uh, hit, I think he tied his uh, career high, uh, I think yesterday, but, um, you know, the, the, the highlight of the, the Mets season is obviously, of course, Jacob deGrom and, Again, this guy, I think, what, he has at least, what, 23 uh, straight quality starts? I mean, it's, like, ridiculous. This guy, I mean, this guy, this guy, he's been phenomenal all season. And it didn't stop today. I mean, he went seven innings. He could have went eight. I mean, I would have seen what he, I would have made him pitch in the eighth and see how he would have done and made him, you know, try to complete the game. That's how dominant he was. But, unfortunately, the Mets only let him go seven innings. Um, he struck out eight. Um, he only he only allowed um, a run, I think, in the second or third inning. I think it was in the second, but um, I digress. And, you know, he has, another, he has another victory. I mean, this guy, he's been untouchable. You know, he has over two, uh, 250 strikeouts. Um, you know, this, he, he's been, he's been, 
he's been the degrominator, man. He's just been dominating, you know, this league. He's he's been arguably the best pitcher in the game. And uh, you know, for you know, even though I almost had a heart attack watching mm. the game, uh, well, actually listening to the game, watching it, and, and then towards the end listening to the game on the radio with my father, you know, I'm probably we're probably the only two Mets fans still watching and listening to this to this horrible team. But um, you know, it was a nail biter at the last two innings. Uh, but uh, Lugo and uh, Gesselman and the you know. Seven, the eighth and ninth inning, they were able to hold on, you know, for Degrom. So as a result, Degrom is now nine and nine, and uh, he has one more start, guaranteed start coming up, and a, put, a potential uh, last start on the last day of the season. But as of right now, it looks like he'd be going on three days rest. So, mm. you know, I, I'm hoping he can at least win this his last guaranteed start, which is, uh, you know, going to be coming up in, what, the five more days from now. And then we'll see if he'll pitch that the last uh, season, the, the last game of the season, which, of course, would be the day after um, David Wright, you know, makes his, uh, you know, his return and, and starts uh, next Saturday. And he'll be playing alongside uh his uh his longtime um teammate uh Jose Reyes, who believe it or not, they haven't played together since two thousand and eleven when Jose Reyes uh you know would eventually sign with the Marlins after he provided the only he won the only batting title in the Mets history that year. So yeah, ever since um Wright has been hurt since two thousand and sixteen um, you know, they um they signed Reyes to replace him, and then afterwards, you know, ever since then, Wright has been trying to come back, and uh, you know, barring an injury from Reyes, Reyes will be you know will be playing alongside his you know his longtime teammate, you know, probably for the last time. Uh, what, what's yeah. your thoughts? Well, you know, they're right. You know, he's definitely going to get um, – he's definitely going into the Met Hall of Fame. That's for sure. No doubt about that. Uh, no doubt about that. Know, uh, truly uh, a Met legend, you know, forever. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the guy's been a class act. You know, he's been like the Derek Jeter for the Mets pretty much, right? Yep. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And, yeah, he's had a very good career, but, you know, last several years or so, injuries have really, um, you know – kept him away from the field, you know, so, but, you know, he, uh, he, he's had a good career, very, very good career. And, you know, had great games against the Yankees also, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he'll go down as one of the all time. Mm-hmm. That ball is still going over Damon's head in all six. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. But no, I was going to say that. Yeah. I mean, He's a, you know, he's definitely gonna be remembered as one of the all-time great Mets. You know, up there with Strawberry and uh, and Doc and Piazza. You know, he's up there with those guys. Yeah, even though, yeah, Seaver. I mean, even though he, you know, never won the championship. You know, he'll always be remembered as a Met. But yeah, I mean, it's sad, you know, to see him leave this way. 
you know, because of all the injuries he's had, you know, in the past. But yeah, I mean, he's a uh, he he's definitely gonna be uh be be missed. But not only Mets yeah. fans, but you know, but baseball fans as well. Absolutely. I I totally agree with you. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, you know, the NBA player uh from the Jazz, he he um he he um wished right well. And apparently he's a fan of his, so kinda of makes yeah. me wonder if he's a Mets fan as well. So you know, he wished them uh, he thanked them, you know, once, you know, Wright made the announcement uh what was it like almost two weeks ago? When he um or was it last week? I think it was last week. When Wright so. um you know, announced that uh, this year is most likely his last year, even though he has one year left on the contract. And, you know, it's it's sad, you know. I mean, Wright had a phenomenal career. career. Um, definitely worthy of having the number five retired. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, you know, unfortunately, the two things that stand out is, one, of course, obviously, you know, um, he didn't win a title with the Mets, which – Obviously, that's extremely elusive since the Mets only won in uh, 69 and 86. Um, but something that's even more glaring is that, you know, the past few years, you know, was robbed from him, you know, because of the injuries. And as a result, as of right now, he's uh, second on the all-time home runs list behind uh, the aforementioned Daryl Strawberry. So I think he's, yeah, each shy from him. I think Daryl's number is 252, I think, is is his uh, all-time home run list. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, right, right, you know, his injury, uh, I believe it's the same injury uh, uh, Don Manley had, which, you know, two, two New York legends uh, got, you know, their, their careers got cut short. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we'll see what happened with Wright, you know. Should be a magical night, you know. Give a Mets fan something, you know, to um, look forward to, you know. In, in addition to, you know, Degrom, you know, the Degrom's performance today should solidify him winning the the Cy Young Award because we all know that the Mets offense has been has been very offensive to uh, you know his his chase and uh you know hopefully he'll he'll um he'll unseat Max Serger and prevent Max Serger from winning a, a third straight Cy Young award so a third Cy Young award so um and, and of course Nola pitched well as well he he was in the running as well so hopefully at the end of the day you know the ground will get that victory but um yeah. i mean the Mets, they, they need to give their fans, you know, some highlights near near the end here because, I mean, the only highlight I've seen on SNY has been the show Prospects, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best right. show you're ever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Other than, yeah, and, and they, the Mets had a top prospect in the minor leagues. Uh, Peter Alonso, guy hit 36 home runs. Yeah, what's home going on with him? They didn't call him up. They didn't call him up. Still? So, um, nah, they're not calling him up this year. They're going to eventually call him up next year, uh, most likely so that, he, you know, his clock won't start ticking. 
You I know. disagree with that. They should have called him up. They should have called I him agree. up in the second half. That's what he was saying, and that's what his agents were saying too, but the Mets didn't call him up. You know, they wanted to play Wilmer Flores, who who's now his career is in jeopardy. The Mets shut him down yesterday because um, he – it was revealed that he has arthritis in both knees. So, you know, uh, you know, Flores's career looks like, you know, it's uh, unfortunately uh, coming to an end because, you know, because of this injury. And, uh, you know, the guy, you know, he was, a, uh, you know, a defensive liability. But however, the guy, you know, he was good in the clutch. And, you know, he, you know, he, you know, he, he bled orange and blue, you know, especially, after he almost got traded and, you know, became a fan favorite. So, you know, he'll definitely be, missed, you know, if this is the end of his uh, career. Yeah. Um, but um, what, what was I, what was I talking about before uh, with the, the Mets before I, I spoke about uh Wilmer Flores? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. They didn't want to, um, they wanted to play Wilmer Flores and they also want to play Bruce. Uh, you know, because they have, you know, they gave him the huge contract. I think next year is his last year. So they're going to try to trade him or play him at first. And then you have Dominic Smith, who was, uh, you know, their their prospect, who they've, their top first base prospect as well, who, who they've uh, soured on, but he's been having more playing time. Uh, him and Bruce has been sharing the, the, you know, first base duties lately. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely think uh, – Alonzo should have played, but uh, you know, hopefully he'll stay healthy and he'll he'll be able to to play. And hopefully Mets will actually make some moves in this offseason. Sign maybe Wilson Ramos or or um trying to trying to think of the other catcher that's available out there. But yeah, they def, you know definitely need to uh, you know it would be a miracle if they sign Machado, but you know if he's coming to New York, he's gonna. He's gonna be, you know, receiving mail at the Bronx. So, I don't, you know, I don't think, I don't think he's coming here. I mean, to the Mets, to Queens. the Mets need to. I mean, if they, if they, come on, the Mets, they need to do something this off season. They have they to. If their, their fans are pleading for this organization to do something, I mean, come on, spend That's money. That's how bad it is, folks. Uh, a Yankee fan is actually speaking reasonable and saying that Mets should spend the money. That's how, <laughs> that's real. how bad the situation is. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, do something, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, hope you, I, I hope you heard that the Will Ponds and, uh, and uh, whoever the new GM is going to be. Listen to, the, listen to this guy. <laughs> listen to a Yankee yeah, fan. Man. Like... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, like the Mets, they they they're they're they play in a in a big 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 market, like, but they for some reason they have a small market mindset right now. I don't get it. Exactly. I was thinking about that yesterday, as you mentioned it. I you know I was watching the game. It was like that literally popped in my head. I was like, they exactly what you said. It's like they should be running the team. You know what I mean? Like they should be having fun running a team. Like. Trying right. to make like a dream matchup, like a video game, like be like yeah. trying to set up a, a team like with with prospects, hungry prospects, and some you know some some veterans who have that World Series experience, 
or guys who, who who've been like star players, been in a tough mm-hmm. situation, but they have that that um that um gentleman. I'm I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking for, like a professional player that like he that that player's hungry for a title. Yeah. You know, you need you need you need leaders like that. You need a leader who has preferably you know World Series you know, championship experience or somebody who's who's been in a tough situation all the time but they keep their head they you know, they keep their head up and they play the game the right way and they're and they're there to nurture the youth that you drafted. Like the old sixteen. The old sixteen had like a mixture of veterans, young guys, right? Reyes, Delgado, Beltron, Pedro Martinez, El Duque, you know? Oh, exactly. You hitting it right on the head. And then on the old again. 2016 team, they had a uh, um, what's his name, Cologne. Yeah. You know, with the with the hurling young guys, in, right. in, in that in the front rotation. I mean, you you hit it right on the head. You know, that's what they need to do. They need to get back to that. But the Absolutely. most important move they they gotta do is who, who's gonna be their GM and whoever that GM is with whoever whoever he or she is, man, they gotta give that person the opportunity and turn this team around. Yeah, I agree. And speaking of turning things around, uh, the Jets, man, they started off, they won that first game, and uh, ever since then it's been downhill, you know. You know, um, Darno, he, you know, he's he's made some rookie mistakes these past two games, and, uh, of course, as a result, the Browns, the Cleveland Browns, Snap the nineteen and defeat the Jets. I mean, I mean, it just shows you what happened when you have you know conservative play calling and that horrible penalty as a result of uh, Crowell, you know, doing that lewd uh, touchdown celebration, which which you know led to another penalty, and that basically opened the doors for the Browns to. Um, Score, score a touchdown, and uh, hold on and defeat the defeat the Jets by a final score of twenty-one uh, seventeen. And um, what can you say? It's a game, man. Well, the Browns. I mean, the Browns. They're not as bad as last year. They, they this year they have a good defensive team. Um, yep. Offense, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. How, how their offense is going to do, but um, I mean. Darnold has not looked good at the past, the past two games, especially this game against the Browns. I mean, he only completed mm-hmm. half of his passes, I think. Um, but I think the thing I don't – there's not much of a chemistry. He hasn't established much of a chemistry with the receivers like mm-hmm. McCown did last year. I mean, Robbie Anderson was, you know, had like a great year, a standout year yeah. last year. This this year so far, it doesn't look like he has much chemistry with Darnold. Dar- I don't yeah. know why that is, but uh, they need to get you know that tandem. Absolutely. Somehow you know get uh, create some plays so that way you get Robbie Anderson down the field. Yeah, he got he and he got outplayed by Mayfield, his uh, fellow um, you know fellow um, draft pick of this year. Yeah. Yeah. One in one in three. The guy who he was uh, expected to get uh, drafted, you know, in, in place. Right. You know. Right. And that's what you know. That's what happened. 
you know. But um, you know, they gotta they gotta win they gotta win this next game to even this series up, the season up. Well, you know, you know, right now it's wonder years for Darnold, so you know, he'll uh hopefully next game it'll be better. Yep. And I mean the the good thing the positive about him is that, you know, he's a professional, you know, he's not you know, even when he has a bad game he doesn't like implode, but yeah, he definitely needs to turn it around. You know, his his performances these last two games, especially uh, yesterday, was was bad. So yeah, see what happened with that. And then uh, shifting gear with the other team in the Meadowlands, the Giants, uh, they're gonna try to get their first victory um, against uh, the other team in Houston, in Texas, and that's the Houston Texans. And um, yeah, both teams are zero two. And um, yeah, this is gonna be a tough matchup for uh, Big Blue. Uh, what's your thoughts? Man, this offense is uh, this offensive line is straight trash. Is, they can't protect <laughs> anyone. I mean, anyone from from score, from uh, trying to score. They can't protect the mm-hmm. running back. They can't protect Eli. Uh, wide receivers can't get down the field. I mean, this, uh, this is this is like last year almost. You know, maybe just yeah. worse. I mean, they, they got to turn it around. If they lose this game, then I have no hope for the rest of the season. Sadly. Yeah, I feel you, man. They can't protect Honda from Street Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but. You know, it's looking more and more like you know, you don't have to have to retire soon. I mean, I know he had his numbers; he had good numbers when the game finished. But I mean, it's he's not mobile, and you know, I don't know. It's not; it's just not the Eli from ten years ago. You know, it's, Wait. we might have to move on from him pretty soon. Maybe after this year. I mean, I think we we're gonna have to get a young mobile quarterback in there. Yeah, that's what that's what people were criticizing the the Saquon Barkley move, which obviously you know, you know, because they, they felt like you know with with these three quarterbacks, you know, Mayfield, Allen, um, Rosen, and and of course Darnold, Darnold, um, you know, they felt they should have went with it, but you know the Giants felt otherwise. You know, you got an explosive, you know, guy like that. On the offense and and Bar and Barkley, you know, with the potential there, you know, they they wanted to take that shot and they felt Eli had at least one more year, one or two more years in the tank. But so far they had uh, you know a tough start as of right now. But you know, yeah. hopefully they can turn it around this Sunday. Let's let's hope so. You know, hopefully uh, get some uh, good games uh, from uh, get a good game from uh, Odell and. Barkley. Barkley, he's looked all right, you know. He looks mm-hmm. like he could be a playmaker, but again, that offensive line, he just needs to provide better protection. Yeah, absolutely. Now, before we talk about the the, the, the NBA rumor with the view of uh, the Hell in the Cell, and uh, my, my thinking about the pay-per-view was I thought it was a pretty good pay-per-view event, except for the the ending, really. And but yeah, before we before we get to that, let's just uh, yeah, let's just uh, talk about what happened. Uh, New Day, you know, of course, Biggie, Kofi, 
uh, with Xavier Woods, you know, you know, um, basically at ringside, they defeated uh, Rusev Day, which of course is Aiden English, uh, before he betrayed um, Rusev on SmackDown, and of course Lana, and uh, Aiden English, just like in SmackDown, and for the past seemingly five years, even though this team has been together for like a year, you know, he cost them the, Aiden English cost uh, Rusev Day the victory and got the pinfall by, um, um, I think Kofi Kenta hit a troubling paradise uh, for the victory. And then, of course, on SmackDown, after Rusev lost uh, to, uh, after Rusev got distracted by um, by um, Aiden English to tell you know copying channeling Lana and telling Rusev to crush Rusev crush, you know Rusev got distracted for the pinfall by Nakamura in uh, United States Championship defense. Um, so basically, and then as a result on SmackDown, um, Aiden English attacked Rusev ironically with uh, with the microphone. So, you know, it's a sad end for Rusev Day because at least those guys should at least, they should at least win a title with Rusev, at least, you know, at the very minimum, a tag team title, you know. I agree. That I was, agree with that. That was such, it's like, it's like um, crime time, you know. That's like a wasted opportunity, you know, WWE not capitalizing on the popularity because, you know, it's like WWE kind of punishes people, you know, if they get popular without them having, a, you know, a say in their popularity, which right. is why which is why Rusev was being, you know, tre- you know, treated as a heel. Fans were cheering for him, and Becky Lynch um, is, you know, clearly should be treated like Stone Cold, the anti-hero, but the announcers keep portraying her as a villain even though the fans are clearly behind her. But we're going to get into that momentarily. Um, then, of course, you had Jeff Hardy losing to Randy Orton, which no surprise there. Uh, Jeff Hardy loses when he tries to um, swing and, like, <laughs> drop himself off the, 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 you know, off the cell onto do it like a splash on Randy Orton through the table, but Randy Orton moved out of the way, and uh, Jeff Hardy crashed and burned, and uh, as a result, of course, Jeff Hardy lost. But I thought talking? that was, I thought that was the best match of the night. I mean, although I didn't agree with them starting it early like that, they started mm-hmm. it right at the beginning of the show after that Rusev match. But right, um, that was probably the best match of the night. I mean, you had Jeff Hardy flying all over the place, hanging from mm-hmm. the swinging from the cell like a monkey, you know. Yeah. Uh, Ren Yarton taking the, was this a screwdriver and putting it through Jeff Hardy's ear? Oh, yeah, that was twisting it. Yeah, that was that was gruesome to watch, but I thought that was a brutal match. Uh, you know, best match of the night, I think, in my mind. Oh, it was a really good match. I, I'm, I was pleasantly surprised that it, it turned out well. You know, I know they're both legends, but I felt like it was just going to be another SmackDown match. But, you know, and, and with, uh, you know, Jeff Hardy being a Hell in the Cell match, I was like, uh, this this match doesn't scream Hell in the Cell. The AJ Styles versus 
Samoa Joe match seemed more like a Hell in a Cell type match. But once I right. found out that Jeff Hardy has never been in a Hell in a Cell, I was like, okay, that makes perfect sense because, I mean, the guy, shit, he's been the company, you know, on and off for like, what, 20 years or so? So, yeah, you know, you know, it, it, it makes sense for him to finally have this match. And, you know, Randy Orton won, and rightfully so, he got the pin. Randy Orton took advantage and didn't let that match end in a draw, which, of course, it'll be the theme of the night. You know, instead, Randy Orton got the pinfall and got the victory. Um, yeah. Then, uh, of course, uh, Becky Lynch, she defeated Charlotte Flair. Uh, for the SmackDown Women's title. And um, they continued that feud at SmackDown when, uh, you know, Becky Lynch cut an epic promo on Charlotte, you know, basically showing her that basically she's better than her because she has the title. And, you know, Charlotte Flair was talking smack, saying that, you know, it took uh, Becky Lynch two years to get the title, but, you know, it'll only take her just one day to get the title back. And, uh, <laughs> of course, we know that because Charlie, Charlie won the title, like, what, five, five, six times already? And she's been in the company for, like, two more years. more than that. <laughs> it seems like a hundred, like but, you know, I mean, we know she's going to get it back. I mean, that's that's not a spoiler alert. You know, we know yeah, that. I mean, well, technically, it is a spoiler alert, but we all knew that. <laughs> and then, um, but, yeah. Becky Lynch, you know, she won, she won the, the title uh, as you know the fans wanted, and uh, now uh, you know I was hoping that they were going to do a double heel turn, you know, a la um, WrestleMania um, twelve was it? Let me think in my mind. Uh, no, was that thirteen? The one with the uh, with um, Stone Cold and uh, Brett. No, yeah, that was thirteen because twelve was um, Shawn Michaels versus uh, Brett. Yeah, that was next Iron year. Man. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so WrestleMania 13, I thought that's what was, should have happened. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. And as a result, the announcers are keep portraying Becky as a heel instead of an anti-hero like Stone Cold. And uh, I like but the most Becky important thing, the way she is. She's feisty. Yeah, she's much better as a heel. I mean, the fans were always behind her as a, as a baby face, but now she has that, that edge, that X factor. And, of course, yeah. capped that off with a disarmament on – Charlotte Flair after they, you know, they were, they were going to come to the, you know, came to blows during the, uh, at the end of the championship coronation at, at the end of SmackDown. So yeah, that was a, that definitely was a great way to end uh, the SmackDown uh, show on Tuesday. But um, moving on, uh, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, they defended. They uh, defeated uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Uh, no surprise there. Well, but I, I did. I think I did think uh, Dean and Seth would. Uh, Dean and Seth would win. But I, you know, it's no surprise that Dean. Uh, you know that um, Dolph and McIntyre held on. Yeah, they're a good team, uh, Dolph and yeah. uh, McIntyre. Yep, absolutely. And of course, uh, Miz and Maurice defeat Daniel and uh, and Brie Bella mixed tag team match. Um, I thought Daniel would get the victory there, but 
you know, you know, but the uh, most important thing is that they're going to fight each other one more time. And this time it's for something. It's, it's for a number one t- contender uh, of the WWE championship, whether it's uh, AJ Styles or Samoa Joe at the, the Crown Jewels pay-per-view event. So that, either way, that's going to be great. That's going to be a great match and a great way to end their feud. Yep. Even though I would have preferred their feud ending at WrestleMania, but you know this this actually means something. This fight. Yeah. So yeah, as a result, I think Mari's pinned uh, um, Brie Bella. You know, at the uh, pay per view event. But um, yeah, shifting gears, some uh, AJ Styles defeats Samoa Joe in a controversial finish. Um, he basically got the pinfall as. While, you know, Samoa Joe got him to tap out, which surprised me because it was hidden in plain sight because I didn't see, I didn't see the camera angle perfectly prevented uh, the viewers from seeing AJ Styles tapping out on the other side. So I thought Samoa Joe was lying. But now as a result, Samoa Joe is justified, um, you know, with a rematch and he's going to get a rematch at the the upcoming pay-per-view event. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's gonna win the title now, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I thought he was gonna win at uh, I thought he was gonna win uh, at Hell in the Cell, to be honest with you. But yeah, I think he'll definitely win it now. Yeah, it's gonna be a no disqualification so. match. And uh, yeah, he has a gripe. And then uh, yeah. and then you got Ronda Rousey defeating Alexa Bliss for the one millionth time, you know, <laughs> in a. Uh, a quick jobber style match. No surprise there. Um, let me see what else matches was there. Um, Reigns. Um, oh yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. That's it. That's the last one. Roman Reigns and some more. Uh, Braun Strowman ended yeah. when shockingly Brock Lesnar came out of nowhere and interrupted the match, which I thought was a cool moment, shock factor moment. But why didn't they have Roman Reigns, uh, Brock Lesnar, either, you know, you know, make Roman Reigns or Braun Strowman pin, you know, one another and have a decisive victory instead of a lame draw in a now disqualification match, which I thought that was pretty lame. They should have revealed that Braun Strowman had a secret alliance with him that, you know, and he, you know, the reason why he made Braun Strowman pin him, it would have been a new champion, it would have been interesting, and then people would be like, wow. You know, Braun Strowman is secretly aligned with Lesnar, and, you know, he's going to own my title shot in the future. You know, it would more sense. It would have made a lot more sense. Or at least had worst-case scenario pin Roman Reigns and say, hey, if I can't beat Roman Reigns, you can't kind of scenario. Instead of having a draw, it was just a waste of time in my opinion. Yes, I agree. But as a result of someone interfering a championship match, He's gonna get a, a a number. It's gonna be a triple threat match: Lesnar, Strowman, Reigns, at the Crown Jewels pay per view event. So he's rewarded for interfering in the match. Makes sense, WWE. And lastly, there's a rumor with uh, <laughs> with uh, Jimmy Butler getting traded.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.